0: Well, no intro today, I guess, Andrea. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, the co-founder of Divizio, the affiliate network for companies doing good. And we have my co-host and friend, Andrea Adams-Miller, the founder of the Red Carpet Connection, joining us. Hello,
1: Andrea. Hello, I'm going to start singing the intro. There you go. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Leverage Masters, the Leverages. Oh, that's so funny. Well, uh, Gina, how's everything going in your neck of the world?
0: (laughs) Well, it's a beautiful sunny day here in southern Florida, so how can I complain, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well I have just returned to Ohio I wanted to give people a recap of what I've done the last week uh, just so I can remember where I've been and what I've done it, it's a really uh, some amazing stuff that brings a lot of leverage to what Gina and I are doing in the world with this radio show uh, first I started in Jacksonville Florida again almost close to Gina uh, where I went yeah. to the commercial construction and renovation conference and there they had 150 top decision makers from like CVS and uh, Sarah Graphics and uh, CVS, uh, if I didn't already say that, Kaiser Permanente, you know, really major companies wow. that are, yeah, they're building new businesses and renovating their old ones. And not only did they have them, uh, they're considered the end user, the people who need um, construction and uh, renovation done, but also the people who provide those services, uh, like people in concrete and building and warehousing and software that helps uh, provide the staff for those things. So it was a really great conference. Um, A a gentleman named Adam Halverson needs an extra shout out from Sarah Graphics. He really talked to me about streamlining and systematizing uh, a a wide range of input and information for some book programs i 'm doing, even though they 're a sign company it 's like something that you can work with your graphic designers better and uh, of course David Corson, who runs the event, he has magazines in multiple industries as well, and he 's been on our show in the past and then where did I go? Oh, and then I flew to Hollywood. With uh, Henning Morales and the Dirt Merchant trilogy, where they were filming a scene, a party scene, and a concert scene. I actually got to be an extra in the audience, ro- pretending to rock out. Well, I didn't pretend. I actually did rock out and take pictures of the uh, women on stage who are new artists that are being produced by Andrew Lane. And those of you who don't know who Andrew Lane is, you've got to check him out. Andrew Lane has been behind Tony Braxton when she went gold, um, I, I think they went gold or platinum with a high school musical, and um, he also worked with Hannah Montana when she got all of her uh, you know gold and platinum and so forth became sh- before she re- went on her own and was Miley Cyrus and he's worked with Key sweat Eliseo you know all these really cool things and then from there, or... I went to um, yeah, it's just been a crazy event. Then I went to Vegas and met people and then immediately flew to San Diego when I was only hour an hour from where I needed to be. And I had an opportunity to pitch, like a Shark takes kind of a pitch, um, live and on the spot. I had no idea it was going to happen. Uh, I walked in and they said, hey, Andrea, do you want to pitch your Keep Smiling movement? And, of course, the answer wow. is yes. So. I know those of you who are listening, the number one thing as a takeaway from this intro here, uh, we're talking about recapping our last week is when somebody asks you if you can do something, I mean, I'm telling you in business, the answer is yes. And then you figure it out. And I just said, yes. And I, (laughs) <laughs> turned around ran to my room to get more books and my banner and um uh, more business cards cuz I have cards in 50 different languages and I and I ran right back down to the room I walked into the room I set up my video camera and they said where's Andrea she's on and and I, I was literally Oh the room, my maybe. goodness Seven minutes. So I just went on, and I they my the compliments were that I was um, that they loved my energy, and they loved what we had to do and the research behind the movement. Uh, They loved my presentation skills. They loved that um, I um, I was very vulnerable and passionate, and um, our outreach and what we've already done. So I got uh, really good results. A lot of people step up to help, um, contribute, and um, participate. Um, from a funder who's looking for bridge loans for us, for the movement to um, introductions to people with uh, sponsoring products. So that was an amazing evening. And then the next morning I spoke at the significant edge summit in San Diego with Ashton Harvey. Um, Lindsay Brooks was there, Peter Menham. Those are the two I pitched to at the cocktail party the night before. And they both um, Lindsay, uh, she has, she has the top five infomercial commercials in the world and top producing ones. And she, ShamWow, uh, Bottle Rocket, uh, those are two of her products. Um, in fact, I got to go with her on the street and see and, and practice. I volunteered to practice selling on the street like you, do, like you see them do on the HSM, Home Shopping Network. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, she sold over $4 billion worth of product on HSM. Or I mean HS. I said the wrong letter. Um, so I got to do that. Where you go, hey, check right out here, everybody. This is your. Oh, I don't have anything loud enough to do it. Oh, I don't have anything loud enough to bang on my desk. You know, I'm like, here's your bottle rocket made out of polycarbonate. The same thing as riot gear. And then I made up my own stuff because they have, like, you know, talk about riot gear and the zombie apocalypse and stuff to refer back to the wine. It's better to be safe than sober. You know, all these cute things to go with the bottle rocket. And so I came up with my own. I said, you know, like polycarbonate, you know, even better than Wonder Woman's bracelets. Bing, bing. Knock those bullets right out from you. You know, people were cracking up. And that was a lot of fun. funny. So I learned how to sell and and sell really well by showing actually what the product does mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so it was a lot of fun and then from there, I went to uh, uh, that same day um, that I did the significant edge talk i went to Vegas to a cocktail party with LifeWave, uh, which we've had Simone Kavlheim, um on our show talking about the stem cell patches and the frequency within them that change people's lives and their health. And then I went to the conference the next day and was just blown away by their clinical studies. So I got to talk and take pictures of the CEO, um, David Schmidt um, talk to Dr. Melinda Connor, who's one of their main you know, researchers for science, and hear the clinical studies um, of how these, you know, patches are actually making a difference in people's lives, um, with you're you know it's about time that we're here. I know I it's crazy. you're living your week. Uh, I, I, I didn't even remember my week, and that's why I had to recap it. But I mean, just the amazing things that came from it. And I gotta tell you, it's so weird, you know, because we're gonna be talking a lot about connection. And and uh, one of the the major things that happened on the trip for me, I'm, all of those were amazing. But the very first event, I kept looking at this guy. His name was Al, and I'm like, I swear I know you. And I always think I know everybody. Everybody always makes fun of but I usually yes, do. You well, it do. turns out. <laughs> I did know him, because I go, you know, Al, we've been talking for two days, and I don't even know your last name, and he said, Thomas, and I go, oh, my goodness, do I know you, and he goes, what do you mean, and I said, I listened to your training calls for a year, and he's like, who, what, who are you, and I said, I know you through Unzur Ahmed and Virgil Clunder. Virgil Clunder is a billionaire who mentored a young man who lived at my house uh, named Unzur Ahmed, he's in the dentist, um, he has a, a dentist, um, software that helps dentists get more clients and patients now as an adult. But he lived at my house when he was under 21, and he moved out when he was 21 because with Virgil's mentorship, he had amassed enough money that he could buy a Lamborghini. So he he, wow. he moved out of my house to go home and buy a Lamborghini. Talk about a crazy, funny story. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, well, so we Al better Collins get to our guests
0: before we run out of time, Andrea.
1: I know, but we got to let people know what's going on in the world and all these crazy things. But it does Absolutely. lead to Aditya. And Aditya is not only amazing and wonderful, but it's all about connection with him as well. So let me pull up his bio here for you guys. Now, I met Aditya uh, talking about traveling all over at A Bug-Free Mind. And A Bug-Free Mind is uh, was uh, run by Andy Shaw and Peter Holm. And these two wonderful men uh, created this mastermind where um, the top internet marketers in the world, it was limited to a hundred, were invited to come to this event. And for seven or eight days, we meet, we network, we train, we party, we, hang out, we ride go-karts, do all these crazy things and Aditya was there and meeting him I just fell in love with who he is and his personality. He's a serial entrepreneur Aditya Oza by the way he's a serial entrepreneur, a businessman filmmaker and a management consultant and he started his beginnings as a business development consultant in automotive industry and was single you know single-handedly with a little bit of training he restructured and reworked the marketing strategies of their company reducing the bottlenecks and increased profits 400 percent in six months so he brought billions and millions of dollars to the company and routinely produced 40% of the business and a seven-man team. I mean, just amazing. So he left there, and then he was really helping, you know, when you think about it, he was helping the company scale and develop a skill set that few people have in business. And they went from the bottom half of car sales to the top Five consistently, and but it was kind of weird. I mean, he he really shares some things about how he didn't get credit. You know, the managers took credit, and how so he can resonate with business owners. Like you know, how do you really reflect light on yourself? So he really set to achieve financial freedom and a lifestyle of abundance. And he went into mobile apps where they, with no experience, <laughs> leveraged inexperience experience and leveraged no money <laughs> to be able to bootstrap a startup with time, a lot of time on their hands and failure and launched and marketed 40 games and achieved several of the top most downloaded games the biggest one was color switch 250 million downloads globally in 2 years amazing
0: wow and then he left
1: that and then now he is um into real estate and startup investing. His first angel investment was a medical startup that raised five hundred million dollars in five months, and he also has a home renovation business with a partner and They're the only home renovators in Southern California that added smart home technology so home buyers can control the mood of the house using voice commands. <laughs> oh that's amazing, cool. isn't it? Yeah, and he does so much more than that, and he has a really cool new assessment that he's uh, uh, just sent to me so that I could beta test it last night that he'll be introducing. So this is Aditya Oza. Yay!
2: Hi, Welcome to Aditya. uh, (laughs) Thank you for having me on the show. That was quite an introduction. I was getting like, I'm like, wow, did I really do all those things?
1: I know, isn't it cool when you get to hear your own world? I tell people that as a publicist. I'm like, you got to share your gold, and when you look at what you've done, you're like, oh, my gosh, look at me.
2: (laughs) It it is very bizarre. Yeah, it's very, it's it's almost like, wow, because, like, it's always in your mind, and then you hear someone else say, like you were saying, I'm like, holy crap, like, like, who is this person? (laughs) He's a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So uh, tell us about this uh, new venture that you're doing, and then we'll recap and kind of go back to some things and let Gina ask some great questions and go from there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I started the, the new venture currently. I, I help. Uh, it, it all started basically because two things happened. One, I saw uh, a few of my friends basically start up uh, companies. This was a couple years back, and they, at the time, We're raising capital and going through sort of the the startup, uh, I guess, the roadmap of any what startups follow, raise the capital, then get the users, build the program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And lo and behold, you know, I saw them lose money. Like I saw one of them lose like a million dollars essentially. And Mm. basically it tarnished his reputation and he eventually had to uh, get out. And I saw another friend who basically had a successful startup it also it drastically affected uh, his, his own profitability. And and, he's, and then he was kind of going through the limbo of like, okay, is this going to succeed? Is this not? And I noticed that this was actually a trend happening throughout a lot of startups as I started looking around, especially with like developer costs and whatnot. Like I would, I would see people just come in and say, okay, well, we need $500,000 to develop this program. It's like, why is it $500,000? And lo and behold, you know, they're hiring like a Silicon Valley engineer, which a Silicon Valley engineer is great, but that doesn't mean, you know, they're like like Merlin, you know, with, like a, with magic wand that can suddenly build a program for you. So it, it, it came down to just, I saw a lot of people just really struggling with this and it kind of broke my heart in a lot of ways. And I said, yeah, I, I would rather, I, I want to help these people somehow and I want to help them. And so what I realized was like, it's, it's what basically took me from investing into, okay, let me, let me start becoming a consultant. Let me start just talking to people and like letting them know, okay, listen, you don't need $500,000 to build a program. You know, if you can't do it within a hundred K it's either too big or you're just not doing it right. Most likely you're just not doing it right. Especially if you've not had any experience with programming and whatnot. So that's what really got me into um, consulting. And from there I, I started saying, okay, well, who would be the ideal people to start working with? And it was like VCs, any, any uh, tech companies, anything, any startups, any business owners, because there's a lot of, there's a huge migration of people coming into the internet um, in uh, developed nations, but also under like just developing nations, you know? And so I think I read somewhere about two years ago that uh, at, at the time like in three years, there were going to be over uh, 2 billion people that, didn't have access to the internet, all of a sudden, come on. So there was a huge push in the online marketing community to start cap, and also just in general with, like, a lot of startups. And so I, so I really started thinking, I said, that's a position where I would really like to be in because there's so many people out there that there are great developers out there that really do need the job, that aren't going to charge you, like, you know, $100,000 a year just to work for you. And they're not going to, you know, it's just that's that one developer, you know, so... That's how it all started. Does that kind of make sense?
1: Yeah. Gina, did you have some other questions to start him off?
0: So of all the things that you do, what's the thing you love doing the most?
2: You know, I think I can sum that up very simply. It's I love seeing opportunities actualized. I love working with people that are very inspired about what they do. They're, passionate about making a change in the world and you know it's just working with that type of energy for me is contagious and then watching those opportunities come true that's that to me is like the best feeling in the world so that that's really what drives me so when I started looking back on it because I I did so many different things and I kind of had to just because like I wanted to like I came here with the dream of being an actor in Los Angeles so But I wanted to do as much, and I had to find something that was enjoyable, and I I realized it's just a process of creation, going through the the sort of like, oh, you know, the 100 ideas and finding that one that just works, and you you just know it, you know, and you, so that, that to me is like the juice.
1: Right. amazing that you're able to find something that you really love and do it Uh, by the way uh aditya would be excellent at acting and he would be an excellent model and actually recently uh i just talked to someone i took a picture of a guy who had a great smile and uh and he actually, he did the saddest thing ever. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this for all of our listeners. Cause uh, so Aditi has great hair and the guy happened to have long hair, but I was taking a picture of him for his smile. And at first he agreed. And then he wrote and said, his agent told him to tell me to delete all the pictures I took of him with a keep smiling card and not to use his image. And I'm like, well, you know, we give you free publicity and we're connected with wow. you know, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. And, and, you know, and, and Vidal Sassoon and Nepal. Mitchell and all this stuff. And he was like, and and I didn't tell him all that. I just said, okay, I'll delete it. And one of the things I always tell people is don't automatically assume that Someone is using you. Talk about it first. And and, and he dismissed out on so much by not being included because he had such a beautiful smile. We would have put him in a lot of things. He would have got a lot of free publicity and probably uh, way more uh, hits on his stuff by cross, you know, referencing things. So you have great hair and a great face um, and a good physique. So a great physique. So you've got a lot going for you. So I um, have a model friend. Or a woman who uh, runs a modeling agency in LA, and I had told you I'd connect with her, so I will still do that because uh, you would be great at it. So, uh,
2: yeah, I appreciate very it. Very funny. You.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, uh,
2: you know, it's it's creative mm-hmm. outlets. I, I find like I, I believe like people are three different types of people. Really, you're either an entrepreneur who, you know, you see an opportunity you're like, okay, what can I, you know, how can I sell? They're sort of the salespeople, and then you got the business leaders, right? they're like they can they build a culture they, they motivate people they really build a company and then there's people that are like the creators right which i i, I feel like most everyone is to a certain degree and i just i love the creation process of it. so that's just you know that's just something that's like using my ears you know so thank you for that that's beautiful. well you're welcome with all the you do in the
0: business arena
2: do you have time for that Yes, I actually – so my my thing is the way I live my life is I always say, okay, what do I want to create? That's like the first step. And so when I'm doing um, projects and things like that, it's – usually I know how many projects I can take on at one load because they do take a lot of my time. So like right at any one time, usually I can only do about five projects. And it, in between those times, like I always cater my mornings to, towards consulting. So – and it doesn't matter if I have to get up at like 5 in the morning or I have to get up like, you know – earlier than that, whatever time, but usually I, I segment all the consulting stuff in the morning. And then my, I have my afternoons free. Uh, at the time when I did this, it was mostly because we had a couple of projects that we were flipping. So the afternoons would be developed strictly just to real estate. So I always make time that way. And I, my, my thing is like, you know, if there's opportunity, you know, it's, it's just worth exploring anything. And it's just, it's important, especially if it's an alignment with what it is you want to create, you know? So, you, you just make time. That's what I've heard. It's, it's not a shortage of time. Because everyone has the same time, right? Like, I heard Warren Buffett read, like, um, like at least 200 pages a day. I mean, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But he spends four hours reading. And this is a guy that's, like, arguably the greatest investor of all time. So it's like, and he has 24 hours a day. So it's like, if he's using those 24 hours, he can find time to read four hours a day. And it's like that that's sort of my motivation but so you you can kind of you can create it you know it's just it's it's just the lack of ideas lack of follow through sometimes but you can always create opportunities that way
1: yeah i that's i love awesome. what you're saying one of the things yeah, that yeah. i really like about who you are and what you do is um your ability to see people in a different light when you're connecting them—it's almost like you have your own uh, matching system, you know. And I wondered if you'd really give us a little bit more heart about you know the depth of what you what you see in people and how you um, engage them to be able to reveal who they are and really what they stand for in their business.
2: Oh, Wow. Yeah. That that's uh, that's a beautiful question. Uh, well, that's quite in depth. Well, I think it starts <laughs> off with uh, wow. <laughs> Even I'm thinking, but it starts off with authenticity. I find myself to be drawn towards people that are authentic. They are who they are. They they're who they say they are. And I like for me, like whenever I'm connecting with anybody, it's about who they are energetically, not what they do. So. You know, are, are they a man and woman of their word? Do they, do they say what they're going to say they are? Do they have like what I call like a teddy bear energy? You know, like you just want to cuddle them. You know, they're, they're, there's something about them that's so lovable that you just, you fall in love with them. You know, it's like, do they, are they people that you just trust, right? Those are, for me, like they're more of what uh, I think uh, I was reading Steve Covey like a, a few years back, uh, the, the seven habits of highly effective people. He calls them character uh, uh, traits versus like personality traits personality traits are like, you know, they're fleeting. Character traits are, are, they're long lasting. And so, you know, it's like finding out who the person is at the core is more important than what they do. I mean, you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the success in the world. But if you're just, if you're not someone who actually loves what they do or or has any love for it, you know, it's going to show in your interactions with people. It's going to show in how you conduct yourself and long you know you're not going to be very fulfilled so for me like one of the big requirements I have for myself and for anyone around me is always you know are, are they fulfilled do they have that type of energy that I really want to be around and want to surround myself because you know, every like in all the books like uh, when they talk about networking and, and, and things they always say you know you're the five you're the amalgamation or the average of five people around you so it's really important to have that type of energy that always motivates you. And so, like, I mean, I grew up with my parents who were like really hardworking folks. You know, they never, never really complained about it. They just worked harder, and that that was their mentality. And they always instilled a certain thing, like you know, you always do the right thing. You never, you never skimp out on it. <laughs> and to this day, like you know, if I didn't, oh, you know, I forgot to do this, and like if I forgot to make my bed, my bed, uh, my dad will come by and goes, hey. Uh, start your morning off right, you know, start it off with the first success, make your bet. <laughs> so, that it starts off with the energy, that's most important for me and then it goes into just really developing who that person is, like why are they doing what they're doing and it just leads from like a, a curiosity, like I, I find like if, if you're just talking with people and just connecting, there's going to be a natural curiosity that you have about that person and it could just be very spontaneous sometimes, like if they, well, you know, what made you start your uh, publishing company. or what made you start uh, doing a radio show? You know, what was that impetus? And for for you to start a radio show, at some point you must have been like, I have, I want to do this. I got to do this. And then it made you take action. So that that's one of the things I always look back. And people that do take action on a consistent and regular basis, they have a different mindset. And so if if the first part is like if, if I like if I train myself on a regular basis to also do the same thing, you know, it's it's you become a different person in the process, and that to me, is, so it goes hand in hand with like self development and then just creating authentic connections.
1: It's, it's it's quite beautiful uh, that you're able to do that. And we've had uh, several conversations and, and the depth of how you get to know people is, um, you know, why I enjoy talking to you because it's um, you see them for their talent, you see them for their vulnerability and see through the mask that they put up. And uh, that really reflects in how you've been successful. I mean, hearing, because I knew that you had done some amazing things, but even, you know, looking at your bio and so forth. And and, and and I rewrote it, by the way. You probably noticed. <laughs> and um, to, to really, <laughs> I shortened it up and and um, and and really, because I wanted, you know, people when they write their own bios are humble, and uh, Aditya is is was bigger than what it was portraying, and so I just shifted some of the wording and 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 some of the sentence structure. It's same words. I just did a shift in how it was presented so that I presented it as my own for you um, uh, as a gift. So, by the way, I have it copied so I can send to you. So when you are on other radio shows and stuff, you can use that format and adjust it as you desire. Um, Because, you know, people like you deserve to really show up at a higher level. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. So um, give us some other... You're welcome. Give us some other um, – our audience are, you know, all entrepreneurs and doing things, and they really love to hear some very specific strategies and tips on, like, how to do things. So why don't you give us, like, our, your top three, like, major, you know, life-burning, you know, desire things that create a financial freedom and life abundance.
2: So my top three, and, and this is just in terms of, like, strategy, or is it just terms of, like, what I do on a regular basis or –
1: uh, Whatever you feel that would most serve people, we'll leave oh, okay. that up to you.
2: Oh, perfect. Okay, so I'll name the first one is just how to connect with people because I believe like who you are, who you are. Uh, well, I believe that who you connect with is really important, and for me, that comes from like I was saying earlier, is about who who the person is the energy, and then um, going towards you know sort of what, what 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 are the key demographics like well, what are you looking for you know whether So it doesn't like if I'm looking to work with a potential VC, I'm not necessarily looking to see uh, what what do they invest in, who what they are. It's who they are first, and then what they do. And so who they are is like uh, the integrity piece. Do they do they have love? Are they doing things that they are really passionate about? Um, Do they want to make a difference? And it's just what's important to you about the uh, about what what, how you want to like what are your values, and then um, from your values really saying okay this is the values that I want I want to surround myself with so are there people with shared values so the who who, who they are is like most important and then um, I use a way I use something that I call a connector strategy where I connect with people very organically and it all comes from who they are and what they want to do and then from there it's just like how can we create a win-win situation and that's like getting on the phone and I, I think when you're when you're in consulting or when you're in my business, like I do everything based off of referrals and connections. I don't advertise online. I don't do anything uh, in terms of that portion uh, as of yet, just because I want to be able to organically do it on my own first with uh, referrals with my own network before I go there. So I I really strongly uh, advise like people just to understand how to network. If you understand that, and it's more than just passing out a business card it's really just having an authentic conversation with people and being able to look at them and see who who are they? What are their challenges? What are they going through currently? What are their fears? What are their aspirations? What do they want to do in life? And really making sure that you spend time with that understanding who that person is that's uh, right in, in front of you. Because no one comes, you know, we don't, I don't believe that we, we meet people just on accident. We meet people because we're meant to meet them. And there, there's a journey to that. And, you know, really respecting that journey. So uh, that would be number one, you know, just connections. Like how do you actually connect with people and creating authentic connections? Number two is like really working on yourself to be the best. So knowing who you are, what are your values and what's, you know, having a mission statement, like my mission statement, like it's one sentence, but when I say my mission statement, it encompasses everything that I want to create in my world. And whenever I say it, it's really simple. I can share it with you. It's just, it's my time now. That's my mission statement. Every single time I say it, I have it written up it just energizes me because that, that, that to me is like, okay, that, that allows me to create the financial abundance that I want. That allows me to create the relationships that I want to desire. Right. And it's just, it's it's an all encompassing phase of everything that I want to create. So that's number two. And consistently doing the work on that, like working on yourself, like having, uh, going to masterminds, going to events, reading books, listening to podcasts, and then just, If I say I do it, you know, I write it down. If I, like, I I used to keep a diary where, you know, if I said, um, okay, Andrea, I'm going to have this done by this date, I would keep a diary of it. And then every single time, like, I'd accomplish it, I'd check it off. And if if I didn't, you know, I'd have to go apologize to the person, I'd have to make it right. So either I'd over-deliver or whatever. But that was sort of, like, my way of saying it's, like, you you can't ever short anybody. And those were, like, again, it goes back to the values. So it's, like, you got to still work on yourself all the time. And then I think number three, it's and this is something that is I feel very, very difficult for a lot of entrepreneurs, but it's to let go and let God, whether you believe in God in a religious sense or whether it's more of a spiritual sense, it's you have there has to be a certain notion that, okay, I'm being guided. I'm not alone in this. I'm I'm you know, there's 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 a higher power who is in me, is going through me, and my job is to get out of its way, whatever that is. And that's really important. And I, and I, and I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, they, take two, they try to control everything. And you just you can't control everything in life. Life is more about just like letting go. And I find that when I did let go, when I did start controlling everything, nothing happened. And when I started letting go, magical things started to happen. And that's when synergy takes over. And so and these are like really soft skills, but I feel like they're they're stuff that yeah you got to work hard you got to do all that rocky stuff, but really at the core you know you, you, those are things that I feel sometimes are overlooked by a lot of people. Say that again? Uh, oh, I say uh, the la the is like the the three things I mentioned about like creating authentic connections, you know, working on yourself, like having. Like, knowing what you, who you are as a person, knowing the values, like, that would be number two. And number three would be, like, just letting go and letting God. Those are, like, things that are, they're not talked about a lot in the entrepreneur uh, world. It's, like, mostly, like, you know, you got to work hard. you got to put in the hours, and that's all true. But it, it, it at some point, you're not going to be able to control it. So there has to be a certain grace, like, the Oprah calls it grace, right? You have to have grace. And so that's, like, the, for me, the third step, which is just letting go and letting God.
1: Thank you for And Andrea, that. if I could
2: um, jump
0: in for just one minute. Please, yeah, I know please. Too often I see entrepreneurs who really believe you got to work hard and nothing comes unless you work hard. And well, what I find over and over and over again, and I'm wondering if this is true for you as well, Aditya, is that if I'm working too hard, I actually miss stuff. And mm-hmm. if instead I'm really crystal clear on my intention and when I'm setting my intention, I'm really thinking about the outcome, not just for me, but the outcome for the people I'm connecting with, whether they're clients, customers, joint venture partners, alliances of some sort, et cetera. If I'm getting clear on the outcome for them, then the outcome for me and setting that intention, it almost always works out that it comes to me instead of me having to go to it. Does that happen for you as well?
2: Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. That is, the, yes, absolutely. Because I think what happens is that when you're, it's like you're a horse with blinders when you work so hard and you're just focused on this one thing, right? And, yeah. you know, the way it works is you're not paying attention to the whole world around you, you know. There's there's more than just the four walls that you're, you're in your room or there's more than the, four, the the goals that you've set out. Like, you know, there's a world around you that's also interacting with you on a regular mm-hmm. basis. If the only thing you're focused on is, like, this one myopic thing, whatever that may be, it it takes away, you know. It's like you, mm-hmm. life is more than that. And everyone, like like you said, it's just... If you're working so hard, you're missing out on life. And you you know, I believe that we only live once, so make the most out of it every single day. You know, and I I think recently we just had, uh, not not to go too off topic, but we, you know, Kobe Bryant uh, passed away, and I live in Los Angeles, so I remember just the energy on Sunday was just, it it just there was such a sense of loss. And I'm not a follower of basketball, but like you see someone who had so much to give, and he became. The, uh, you know, one of the greatest basketball players that I've ever lived. But what I felt that day, and what the feeling I felt, and the feeling that I felt around me with all, a lot of people that they kept saying was the lost opportunity. He had so much to give, and that, that's that's where I feel like you know you have to be a well-rounded individual. So yeah, it's exactly right. Like if you're working on your career, you're working on your finances, are you working on your health? Are you working on your relationships? On a regular basis, are you doing it on a daily basis? It it, it gives a much more uh, informed, a much more fulfilled version of life.
0: It really does. And the other thing you touched on in laying out those three things was in connecting with people, the authentic connection, and finding the synergy. I find too often that entrepreneurs, as a whole, when they're in a situation where they could be networking, they're focusing on trying to get their spiel out so much instead mm. of asking questions that could find synergies that they otherwise wouldn't get to by just talking about themselves. Do you find that as well?
2: Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, The it's what I call it's the needs, wants, and meant to be's. You know, every, mm-hmm. most people, when they network, they focus on their need. They're trying to fulfill their need versus, it's like, what is, what is your want? What is, you know, and, and it's a different type of energy. Like, I need this deal to go through. That means, you know, you're going to die if this deal doesn't happen. That's how I look at it. Um, yep. When you say, I want this deal, it, there's a sudden, like a level of detachment that happens. So just when you say the words, I want, or this is meant to be, it means nothing can be stolen from you it's yours. You know, it's, you have ultimate ownership of it. And I, I find, and oftentimes, you know, if you really want to control your outcome or not even control, but you want to be able to find, you know, create the right outcomes, you know, you, you want things that are in the meant to be, because that means no matter what you do, as long as you're doing the work, and doing the, you know, doing the right things, it's always going to happen. And so you can kind of let go of like this expectation of, I need this one small thing to happen.
0: Yes. And when you're clear on the outcome you're wanting, the how you get there can change. And oftentimes it happens in ways that you never would have anticipated, thought about, or strategized around. And the outcome gets even bigger when that happens.
2: Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I actually I try practicing this on a regular basis with just um, peripheral vision, like where, you know, if I if I'm staring at a wall and I just stare at that one singular like one singular point, right? I take my hands and I just I align myself to that point, and then what I do is I just I'm still staring at that point, but I start going I start spreading my hands towards the sides of me until I can no longer. What a great see that. idea! And I, I just try to encapsulate the entire world around me. And what ends up happening is there's, if you do this right, within a few seconds or a few minutes, you start experiencing a draining sensation. And that's sort of like where you can, when you're starting to see the world as a whole and not just that myopic viewpoint. And it's one of the greatest, like, it's one of the greatest life lessons ever because, like, when I feel the, when I feel need, a need coming on, like I do that, and it helps me blow out that need, right? And I, it helps me center myself very quickly. So right before this call, I mean, that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was just getting into my, uh, because whatever it is it's going to happen. And so part of it is just like that last step, letting go and letting God. And whatever happens is perfect.
0: Absolutely. Always. Happens in the perfect way at the perfect time, et cetera. I love it. So exactly. the people we're, we're not you connect with, who are they?
2: Yeah, so the people I connect with specifically, like my, uh, the energy requirements, is that what you're asking? Or uh-huh. are you asking? No. Yeah. Yeah, so like for example, I, I normally go towards people that are, like I, I think I mentioned this earlier where it was like a teddy bear energy. They just have something about yeah. them that... You, you, they love life. They want to make the most out of it. You know, um, when you when you walk in the room, you just you fall in love with them, and you just you want to meet them. You know, and there are people that you trust with your own life. You know, and there are people with usually higher vibration, and that's and you, you know, very easy to tell if you just pay attention to enough people. Or, you, you know, th- then there are people that are like, just they're very loving. They have had success and are successful, but they haven't let it gone to their heads. There's not that arrogance that a lot of successful people. Um, may get especially when with like first time success, successful people, um, and that they're they're a man and woman of their word they're like that's very important to me. So once that energy is right, it's <clears throat> that that's the predominant factor for me. It's like that's number one, and then you know obviously like when, when I look for just people to connect with, I, I connect with all sorts of people. So online business owners, like you know uh, coaches that have their own business that are doing six figures or seven figures, um, angel investors or startups or VCs or just people that are mentors to others. You know, those are people that I'm always looking to connect with or individuals that are the heads of nonprofit organizations or, or people that are, you know, in the entertainment industry. Um, and just those are the people that I really – but that, that, that all comes second. You know, those are they're, they're important requirements. But, you know, it's once I get the energy right, like once, you know, we are aligned, then the opportunities we can create, co-create together – is going to be much greater than what we could do apart. And so that's why I try getting the energy, because then that, that there's that energy of creation present. And that, to me, is, like, the most important thing. I mean, that's the juice of life for me.
0: Do you know Lorenzo Hickey from Shapeshift World? I do not know. Andrea, we really need to connect him to Lorenzo
1: well, I'm glad we're thinking on the same love, wavelength well, there. This is exactly yeah. how it works. This is exactly
2: how it works because you describe the energy and all of a sudden you get people that So, do you know this person? But <laughs> this is exactly yeah. how it works. Thank you, Gina, for that.
1: Yeah, um, I thought of you earlier, too. Uh, Lorenzo built our app for the Keep Smiling movement. Oh, by the way, uh, the reason I keep mentioning it with Aditya is Aditya just became one of our co-authors. So uh, we're oh, really nice. excited to have him on board. Yeah, so um, yeah, and we were just talking actually about it I'm spending last my day with Lorenzo on
0: Saturday in Orlando, so I'm really looking forward oh. to that. It'll be the first time I met him in person.
1: Are you guys going to the Soulful Retreat, or are you going to something else?
0: He is. I'm just going to see him.
1: Oh, awesome! Uh, Ken will be at that event as well, so make sure he gets a new keep smiling picture of you with his camera as well. So um, if, I will if, he, be if there. you happen to run into him as well, uh, yeah, uh, there's. Um, uh, so you're going with Mark. Or, well, Lorenzo's going to Mark Porteous's event. I am assuming.
0: Correct. That is correct.
1: Yeah. So I. So anyhow. So those of you who are listening, um, he uh, Mark Porteous. We just had him as a cameo guest on Amplified with Ken Rashawn yesterday. Uh, I'm the executive producer of that radio show, and uh, uh, Mark uh, ha, is called the Soulful Connector. <laughs> so uh, DTM, maybe we should connect you with Mark as well. <laughs>
2: That's a good idea. Uh, so I love, yeah. I love. The name of that already, the Soulful Connector. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, yeah, so it looks like everybody will be there in Orlando, and and that will be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's going on. Oh, actually, I don't know. I think I don't think Ken will be there till um, Sunday. I think he has another event with Bill Walsh on Saturday. Some somehow related to the NFL. So we'll see. Uh, so lots of things going on for lots of people. Um super excited for what Gina and Lorenzo will be able to continue to create and merge. And um, Gina, did you meet Lorenzo? Cause I had him on the radio show. Yeah. Or did you already and know him? On sh- oh, see? No, I did not. Oh, Awesome.
0: On the show. One of the things he talked about is something that I talk about all the time and have for 20 plus years. Back in the eighties, when Microsoft did their joint venture with IBM that got Windows on PCs as they were being released and really was the first big integration marketing deal that created Microsoft. Lorenzo was responsible for that connection. And I teach joint ventures and integration marketing all the time, at Aditya. So, Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea who within Microsoft made that joint venture happen. And here the guy shows up on the radio show, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, we've been really close ever since. And we are actually working on a joint venture right now in that Lorenzo is about to release his Elevate Marketplace, which is a marketplace of companies who do good in the world, who are really out there making a difference. He is going to be using Robert Evans' uh, mobile technology to build the marketplace. And the e-commerce side of it is being handled by my platform, Divizio. So we're doing a bunch of stuff together right now to get that all ready for the world. Wow,
2: that's amazing. Yeah.
1: So, all right, so this is, all right, those of you listening, so listen to the leverage of the show. So I already knew Lorenzo was already doing stuff with him I've known him for years so not only are we really close personal friends he's a really great uh, shoulder for me to you know cry on to laugh with to you know to punch no (laughs) you know just that he's a great guy to (laughs) bounce things off of Um, and I I meant that all in jest and um, and then he there he's actually a sponsor his company is a sponsor for us for the keep smiling movement with building our app so I mean just amazing people we absolutely love them and and uh, I introduced him to Gina here, well, because of the radio show, and look what they're doing together. I mean, this is so exciting. And then now, Aditya, we get to bring you in on the game. You know, the, that one degree of – I've changed it to – my life seems to be one degree of separation.
0: <laughs> Mine does too, on Andrea. But it's because of the yeah. way we build our network, right? It, yeah. It's not typical. If you really focus on building a network the way that Aditya has been talking about on the show today, you really can experience one degree of separation instead of six.
2: You, yeah. you absolutely can. Can I share a story here uh, really quickly? Oh, I would love that. Of course.
1: You, you can okay, take your time. I, We've got time. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. So I recently, um, I, I actually do what I do is like I have a networking plan that I create on a regular basis, and I I can um kind of show like how it is, but I basically branch out all my different networks, whether it's like a group or organization, or if it's like, um, like one friends network, like who, who he knows, or, um, like okay, I can have an acting industry network. I can I can have one like I'm part of an organization called EO. So I I can, I can have like my EO network and I have like uh, a coaches network or startup network. And and there's all different types. You can access any different type of network, but I often do that just to kind of get my head around like all the different things I'm creating. Well, one of the times I actually, I actually had holes in my network where I said, okay, I want to meet people like, you know, I want to meet certain people. Like uh, in this case, I want when I first started, it was like, I wanted to meet a person who's well connected with the startup industry in and around LA and that knew various VCs and startups. It was a basically a gatekeeper to all those people. And lo and behold, he already existed in my own network. I just hadn't placed that energy, but I had kept that intention. And I'd kept the intention of like saying, oh, um, throughout. So I'd mentioned it to someone and immediately, like a week later, they're like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to introduce you to every single person that's within the VC network in, in LA, we already know it. And it goes beyond doubt that they need your help. And it was, you know, it was just from conversation uh, of like who we were as individuals. There wasn't like, you know, he But was, you were he was clear on nothing. the intention, right? I was clear on the intention. And then the very next thing happened was I was looking, I was like, you know, I want a gatekeeper who can kind of introduce me more into the entertainment world. Because one of the things I see is a lot of enter- uh, artists, they give away their power to someone else. And, you know, they oh, end yeah. up having to work for the money. And I, I just, you know, my heart goes out to that. I just, I want to help people, uh, artists gain their power back. And that's, like, really important. Like, I get teary-eyed just by saying that. But, um, and I just said, I want someone who who can help me do that. And so, I, again, I, I shared this with my mentor. The next week, he connected me with someone who was just in that field, who works with artists on a regular basis. So it's just, it's really powerful when you start asking and when you just start telling people about it. Because it's it's like you're interacting with the universe and the word spreads beyond what you're thinking. And I, I think in each of the cases that you, you mentioned, that's what it felt, felt happened. You know, you said what you wanted and it created it you back. You know, the universe gave it back to you. Absolutely.
0: Very and I cold, see that same very, thing very happening cold. in my world all the time. You know, A lot of people in my position of having an affiliate network, they go out and they try and reach the type of people that would use an affiliate network one contact at a time. Well, my gosh, Mm. I am doing too many things to even think about doing something like that. There's no leverage in it. My intention is very clear. I want to connect with those people who have large networks of people that could benefit from the technology we've built at Divisio. And Lorenzo is ahead of a network of networks. So I'm not, through working with Lorenzo, I'm not just getting into his network, I'm getting into the networks of all of the people within his network. That's gigantic. Can you imagine how long that would take me to do one client at a time as opposed to just building one relationship and one contact and they do everything else on my behalf? That's huge. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's preach, what leverage preach, is all about. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. And you have to look that, That's beautiful. Levels above where you want to be to get to the people who have the people who have the people that you want to connect with. Perfect. Oh yeah. That that
1: Perfect. that's that's
2: so beautiful. That's exactly true, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh so let's let's fulfill this for all of us. Um Aditya, who are th- uh, three people that you want to meet uh, that you haven't met Which yet and what's Regina and I people, know them.
0: Not necessarily are we the time? people. Yes.
1: Oh, no yeah, or, or both or or the person's name and then i you know that helps me too
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely so i actually uh right now i'm actually looking for uh you know like, like more gatekeepers towards uh, the entertainment field. i'm looking for people you know that are like uh, that that have access to uh, the people that are creatives that are they're, you know, they're, they're becoming successful, though they are successful, and they're, like, questioning what what's their next step and how do they actually leverage their success so they gain their power back. They keep their power, and they're able to empower others. So that's that that's uh, that's one, one of the people. So just people in the entertainment industry, definitely the connection, obviously, uh, you know, having the energy requirements that we're talking about uh, all being true. People that are just out there that are looking to create big, massive changes in the world. Um, uh, specifically in uh, real estate, I feel like there's there's lots of changes happening because real estate has been a bit slow with the technology aspect of things. It hasn't been changing as fast. Um, so, you know, people in in areas of real estate that are, uh, whether they're, you know, in a, they're doing things uh, in the hedge fund relate, related, whether they're investing in multifamily, whatever, like people that are uh, or they're just, you know, they're like a few investors uh, together, and they, they have an investors group, and they invest together. So I'm always looking hmm. for people like that to connect with. I'm looking for, you know, startups okay. in general. Um, awesome. people that are So a couple people. Uh, yeah.
0: Do you know the name Arthur Joseph?
2: Arthur Joseph. No, I do not.
0: Arthur is in his mid to late 70s. He's a speaking coach. But the term speaking coach, it's his term, not mine, and I so don't think of Arthur as a speaking coach. He constantly talks about CLB, Gina, CLB, which means conscious, loving breath. And in his world, Mm. the key to speaking is to take a conscious, loving breath both before you start to speak and as you speak. He trains so many people. The NFL has a contract with Arthur. Any of the players that are starting to gain notoriety that would then start getting interviewed in the media, they must train with Arthur before they're allowed to do so. NFL Hall of Famers will often work with Arthur to both write and learn to give their induction speeches. He also works with entertainers in the movie industry, the TV industry. He is absolutely amazing. Ryan Brown handles his marketing, and it's probably easiest if I introduce you to Ryan to get to Arthur, but that would be a really good intro into the entertainment industry. Um, So that's one. Then the other one that I'm thinking about is for and does anybody come to mind for you because I want to figure out how to explain what I want to say about this other person sure
1: yeah, I actually just talked to a guy last night who's doing an event the same night as the Oscars, and they'll have 100 celebrities, and it's going to be filmed and be on Fox and BTS. I already have a media pass, and I'm helping him with some sponsorship. So it sounds like maybe you and I, Aditya, could talk further, and um, I can, if you, well, I'll help you by automatically by seeing, making a connection for you, and then maybe you can help me with some of the sponsorship or other connection, and then uh, we can all hang out together that night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely I'd love to you know take an hour and see like w- w- uh, take an hour hour and a half and just like let, let's let get into like the types of people that you want to be introduced to and well I'll go ahead and mm-hmm. introduce you to any and everyone in my network
0: awesome so Sounds I have line. a ton of connections in the real estate investing arena I mean just like a ton lots of them are clients clients who are educators etc so one of the people that you'll want to meet is Dale Collier Dale is the head of the King's Family Office in Orlando. He lives in Port Charlotte, Florida. He is about to launch a new program that, to me, just blows my mind. He is on a mission to end homelessness, especially here in the U.S. He believes he can do so by setting up a hedge fund or something similar to a hedge fund, I should say, specifically for real estate agents and real estate brokers, so that they would take a teeny tiny portion of their income, put it into this fund, and this fund would be then leveraged to do things to end homelessness. And he sees this as his purpose, not just his passion. His plan is nothing short of brilliant. It's absolutely mind-blowing. So I can definitely get you in touch with Dale. And then two people in the real estate investing space, Lou Brown, who's out of Atlanta, he has a program called the Street Smart Investor. He teaches real estate investors how to purchase properties literally for $10. And they then use these properties to help people who can't necessarily qualify for a mortgage so that they can invest in the property, put a renter in that's on a rent-to-own basis. And he has a network of people all across the country that are street-smart investors that are making such an enormous difference in the lives of the people living in their homes. It's not even funny. And then the last one is Jay Connor Jay is a dear friend. He's also a long-term client. He's known as the private money investor. And he has a network of private money lenders. He also has a network of students who are investors making use of the 1,000-plus lenders that he has in his network. But he's similar to Lou in that he's really doing what he's doing to make a difference in a big way both for the people who end up in the homes that his students are investing in for the investors themselves as well as for the lenders. And he's all about how do you make the biggest impact, make the biggest difference. So I will get you some introductions to those folks.
2: Oh, wow, they they just, they, I love their mission, what they're doing behind it. It, it is so beautiful, especially like Uh, Like what what you mentioned about ending homelessness, that that has a special occurrence in Los Angeles. I've seen that grow tremendously and it just, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking because you see all those people, some of them are like good, decent people and they're just on the downside of the advantage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are your final thoughts and your final
2: words for our listeners? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. This has just been a true pleasure. Um, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say, you know, your network, like proximity is power and your network is really important. And so develop yourself in a way that your network is going to be a reflection of that. And so just like really keeping in mind and being very organic about how you connect with people and not robotic. It's not about, Anything like like it's just about being as organic about about it as possible, being authentic, being who you are and it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to have fear about passing away your cards or anything like that or, or, or it's just it's okay but you know going through that process, understanding it is a there's a little bit of a learning curve to networking, but you know when you get into it and when you're able to really establish organic connections, you're gonna know because you're going to be so excited about it and the fear is going to be gone. And so I just want to really yeah. like, like if, if there's one thing that, you know, I, I would wish for all your listeners is just to really to, to just have that, uh, uh, piece of advice and just understand that you're, you by yourself are, are limited, but you with like a thousand oh. people or even a hundred people around you are unlimited. And that's where your power is. Oh, so true. Beautiful.
0: It is truly what has made my business succeed for 20-plus years now. So it's about the network. No matter who I'm working with as a consultant, the resources that that person needs are within my network now. It's just a matter of uncovering them. So great advice. Thank you so much for being here, Aditya. Thank you, Andrea, as always, for finding another. Such an amazing guest for us to have and to share with our listeners.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Have a great week, everybody.
2: Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.